0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 235, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey, welcome to another Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Now Fridays are usually where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition and lots more. But today is going to be different. I was asked to return as a guest on KGO Radio AM 810 with Brian Copeland for his Motivation Monday segment. And as promised, I'm going to share that with you here. So I want to once again thank Brian Copeland and his producer Carolyn for having me back as a guest on his Motivation Monday show. You can find more information about Brian Copeland at his website, briancopeland.com. You can always listen live to Brian's show by going to kgoradio.com. And I must mention that Brian Copeland has his own podcast. So search for Brian Copeland in the podcast app of your choice. I'm taking a quick break this week from answering your questions it's my wedding anniversary, so I hope you understand, but I think you're really gonna enjoy this interview. So with that, here's the interview as we optimize your life. Mm.
1: Copeland Show here on KGO. Every Monday at this time, we have what I call Motivation Monday. Uh, We have as a guest an expert in the field of personal development who gives you some practical tips to uh, to, uh, improve, I was going to say increase, but to improve the, the quality of your life. You can say increase the quality of your life as well, I guess. Uh, with us today, one of my favorite guests back on the program, Dr. Neil Malek, who is a registered nutritionist and an assistant professor at Bastyr University in San Diego. He is the host of a podcast I listen to every single day called Optimal Health Daily, where in seven or eight minutes uh, he reads from a blog on uh, on health. You know, n- nobody's got time to read all these blogs themselves. You can do it in the gym, in the car. Uh Optimal Health Daily is a part of a family of podcasts. There's Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Finance Daily, Optimal Startup Daily, and a brand new one, Optimal Relationships Daily. So uh, go to the website, which is OLDpodcast.com, and subscribe to these. They're a great podcasts. Dr. Neil, good to have you back on the show. Thank you so
2: much for having me, Brian. Always a pleasure. All
1: right. So we're going to talk about today how to find the best diet for you. Now, um, one of the things that I have only recently discovered is that one size does not fit all in terms of diets. I mean, I always thought if you want to get in shape or you want to lose weight, it just means cutting your calories and that's it. But that's just not necessarily correct, right?
2: Yeah, and it's easier said than done. Uh, How do we cut our calories while still feeling like we're satisfied and not depriving ourselves every day? And finding activities that we actually enjoy doing that doesn't feel like torture the whole time. So yes, yeah. you're absolutely right.
1: Well, what are the factors uh, that, that you need to consider when trying to figure out what the best diet is for you? I mean, do you need to consider how active you are or, or your overall health or, or what?
2: Yeah, um, definitely those play a role, but in my experience, what a lot of folks do is they'll forget how they currently eat or how have they've been eating for the last, 20 30 40 50 years how do you mean and they'll come how do you mean forget so so for many folks we have kind of a pattern of eating that we're used to and we eat at certain times of the day and we eat there are certain foods we like and what sometimes we end up doing is just throwing it that all out the window and instead we go okay well i'm just going to follow this particular diet that says i need to get rid of all of these foods that i like and have been eating for a long time and just Follow what they say, and that often leads to frustration, feelings of deprivation, and it's not really sustainable over the long term. It's such a dramatic change to what your life is normally like. It, it's just not sustainable. Well, I, and I guess
1: the, the, the reason is is because it, it is, in fact, a diet. It's not a lifestyle change because I think about some of these weird diets. Like, remember the cabbage soup diet? Uh, of a number of years ago, where I had all these friends, oh, I lost 25 pounds just eating cabbage soup. Okay, well, that's great, but how long can you do
2: that? Exactly. And, yeah, the cabbage soup diet in particular was an interesting one. There was no real specific cabbage soup diet. There were different varieties where you'd eat bananas all day, every day for some days, but not others, and then cabbage soup other days. (laughs) Yeah, and that's just, you can't do that day in and day out for all that long. So, yeah, you'll lose the weight. Chances are it's probably just water weight and not body fat and then you'll probably gain that weight right back. All right, Now, when you're talking about the best diet for you, are you talking about diet
1: in the sense of I want to lose weight, so how should I eat? Or are you talking about diet in terms of, you know, this is my lifestyle, this is how it is that I eat?
2: Actually, both. Um, When it comes to losing weight or maintaining weight, really you can eat in a way that you like, but what it's probably going to come down to is just making small, consistent modifications, most likely due to portion size. All
1: right. Is that, um, when you're looking at at the obesity problem that we have here in America and have had for a while, um, do you think that it comes down to portion size or does it come down to, to the quality of
2: food that, that we're eating? I would say also both, but, from the data that I've seen, it seems as though portion size does seem to make a bigger difference. Now, the reason for that is where our eyes tend to trick our brains and trick our stomachs, for that matter. So when we don't even realize probably that the size of your standard, let's say, bag of pretzels that you'd buy from a vending machine, that size is actually increased by about, I think the latest data said 67%. And yet most of us don't even realize Since that. Since when? It will still... over what period of time oh yeah over the past 30 years okay so what we're what we're finding is people will consume that entire bag of let's say pretzels and they won't even realize they have just consumed a bigger portion than what would have been typically consumed 30 years ago and we'd still actually have the same level of satisfaction had we consumed a smaller portion the one that we used to consume 30 years ago we would actually have the same level of satisfaction eating that smaller portion, which is fascinating. All right,
1: well, you're going to give us some specific tips on how to find the best diet for uh, for us, for each individual person. Five tips on how to get the best diet for you. So you know what? Let's do something a little bit differently. And since we're talking about doing these for individual people because everybody should have a different diet that's right for them, let's personalize this and, and do one for me. Can we do that? Okay,
2: I'll do my best. Okay, so tip number one. All right, Brian, so... Think about what you're eating now and how close does a new diet that you're thinking of starting match your current eating style? So like I mentioned before the break, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they they follow a diet that forces them to eat foods they hardly ever consume or they don't even like in quantities maybe they don't even ever dream of. Maybe they have to remove foods completely that they just love. So there are so many Eating patterns out there that actually promote health and well-being, um, you probably don't really need to overhaul your diet. In mm-hmm. my experience, most people just need to make some minor but consistent adjustments.
1: Okay, so one of the things that I'm doing because I've I've been doing a lot of running and a lot of weightlifting is I have uh, been doing this you know six small meals a day, a lot of protein, and I'm just I'm sick of chicken breast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just I'm just tired of it. I'm sick of chicken breast, and I'm sick of tuna. And I'm sick of to, uh-huh. but that that's what that's what this this uh, this eating plan that I'm doing. That's what I'm supposed to be eating three or four times a day.
2: Uh huh. So that's what you're supposed to be eating. How do you feel it's going so far? Well,
1: because I mean, I, I feel it. Because- I'm seeing results. I mean, I'm seeing the results that I'm. I, you know, I'm I'm seeing. I'm leaning out. I'm seeing muscle come in. But I'm just. I don't know how long I can do this because I'm I'm sick of chicken breast.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that that sometimes is what happens is <laughs> when you are. Told to eat like only certain lean proteins for example you will just automatically you're going to be cutting on your variety cutting down on your variety and you're going to be feel like you're forced to eat just one or two or three types of lean proteins and that's it and so what ends up happening is that's not often sustainable in the long term and that's what you're experiencing so the trick will be is to find other lean proteins that you enjoy uh, turkey would be just fine mm-hmm. eggs egg whites especially salmon Is another fish that you might be able to try or herring or trout or mackerel. Those are all great too. Okay. All right. Number two, ask yourself which foods do you want to eat more of? And I say want there on purpose because we probably all know which foods we need to be consuming more Mm -hmm. often and chances are it's whole fruits, not juices, vegetables, likely omega-3 fatty acids, which maybe in your case, Brian is not the case because, Um, you're consuming quite a bit of tuna, it sounds like. But we may not want to eat more vegetables, fruits, and omega-3 fatty acid-rich foods. And when we look at why that is, it's probably because it simply just doesn't taste as good as the foods we really do enjoy. For me, it's pizza, donuts, and french fries. Yeah, I'm I'm human. And I always surprise my students and my patients because I tell them this. But I promise you, you can make Fruits and vegetables and food sources of omega-3s taste good, too. And sometimes it's just a matter of pulling out your phone, finding a quick, easy recipe you've never tried before. For me, it was Brussels sprouts. I couldn't stand Brussels sprouts. I found a quick, easy recipe, toss them in a skillet with some olive oil, garlic, onion, and some sliced almonds, and now it's my favorite dish.
1: Well, that sounds good. I, love, I was a weird kid that liked Brussels sprouts. I was, I was the weird one. I liked broccoli too. But I'm like you in terms of the things I like to eat more of that I can't or I shouldn't. Yes. Cheeseburgers, uh, pasta. Right. Cheeseburgers, pasta. Cheeseburgers, yep. pasta, french fries, donuts.
2: Yep. I'm with you. And and so what will end up happening typically is when you do get your hands on some of those foods, you may end up overindulging. That may not be your specific case, but just in general, people just kind of do that because they missed it so much.
1: Well, what I do is I, I, I treat myself to a donut a week. Saturday, there I get a go. donut. After I go to the gym, I can have a donut. That's my reward. Perfect. And it
2: works. And, and, yep, that's the trick is, is enjoy it, but just maybe less often. Okay, tip number three. So kind of related to what we were just discussing, if the diet you're following eliminates a food or a food group entirely, it may not be the best choice for you. And it kind of goes back to this idea that we feel deprived. And if we feel deprived too long when we remove these foods, we're going to crave it. And then when we do get our hands on it, we'll overindulge. So as you've done, Brian, is reward yourself with the right size portion, in your case, once a week, enjoy it, and say, great, awesome, I enjoyed it, and now I'm back on track.
1: All right. When you talk about eliminating a food or group of foods, you know one of the 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 things that that uh, one of the practices I should say that that has been in vogue for quite some time is eliminating carbs. You know, I think it started with the Atkins. Do I call Atkins a fad? Because there's so many people that do it. Um, but 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 that is 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 a big one. Now, is, I mean, is that sustainable?
2: What we're learning is it's not. Um, for most people, what ends up happening is those carbs start creeping back into their diets. Now, the the trick really isn't to avoid all carbs, but really focus on types of carbohydrates. That's really the key, is instead of eating the highly processed, refined carbohydrates, focus more on the whole grains, the whole carbohydrates. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, tip number four.
2: So if the diet encourages you to purchase like a specific product, um, it's probably a scam, meaning um, there are those meal plans out there that that are just so hard to follow, you have to be a mathematician practically to be able to figure out, well, how much of what should I be eating? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes what they'll do is they'll say, well, look, we've created a product that meets our requirements and just buy that product or buy that shake and you're gonna be good to go. The problem is I always question whether they're really out there to help people or are they trying to make a buck because that can get very expensive very quickly. And what happens when you're tired of eating those foods, as you're kind of experiencing, Brian? Granted, it's not a specific product you're consuming, but we tire of foods after a while. And so, are you going to eat those products for the rest of your life? I truly hope not.
1: Well, let me ask you this that, you know, and uh, for example, uh, I know people, I'm sure you do too, who've had great success with Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. And they are encouraging you to buy, you know, the prepackaged meals and and so forth, and and it does uh, it does appear to work. They've been around for for many many years, and they're they're quite successful. And They have a legion of of followers, you know. So, would you include them in in that uh, in, in that category?
2: The trick with um, Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers is they actually spend quite a bit of time with their clients, training them to incorporate. Foods as part of their lifestyle. And so while they do offer those prepared foods, Mm -hmm. they encourage them to use those uh, when maybe they didn't plan their meals and they need something quick and they just weren't prepared. So then they they encourage the purchase of those kinds of products as opposed to something that they rely upon.
1: Okay. Now, when you're talking about, again, about specific products, uh, what's your position on uh, things like cleanses and fasts? because there are a number of those uh, that that are in vogue now again, where you buy a specific product and you're drinking this all day instead of eating food on this day or you're, you know, to clean yourself out, you're not going to have anything except for this powder that you mix in the water and that kind of stuff. Is that more what yeah, you're talking so right. about
2: here? <laughs> That's uh, another example. I would say, yes. Um, the body is actually pretty good at detoxifying itself without the help of some of these cleanses and things. Um, so Intermittent fasting, there's some promising research. But again, what we're finding is when I ask the question, I I talk to a lot of these researchers actually, and I say, What happens over the long term when people follow this diet? And their answer is usually, We don't know because we don't have long term studies because people simply can't follow it for that long.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, fasting, you know, well, fasting's okay for a day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you eat twice as much tomorrow so there you go that's how it works out Uh, well the the other big thing too is intermittent fasting I keep hearing uh, a a lot about and I have a friend a friend here at at the station who's had some great success with it where he doesn't he only eats between I think it's
2: noon and eight yeah and um, what I would tell folks when, when I encounter folks like that I say if it's working and you're feeling good and you're enjoying it continue And if it's not doing you any harm, I don't have a problem with it. I just get concerned when folks start to feel like they're being deprived of something, when it becomes a chore, when they're not enjoying their life because they're following this diet. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, let's uh, look at the fifth and final tip.
2: What we're learning is it comes down to consuming whole, minimally processed foods as often as we can. And so when we look at all of the data, new and old data, the common theme is the most ideal way to consume most plant-based foods specifically is in their most natural state. But again, I want to be clear, plant-based foods, like I wouldn't recommend eating raw meat or poultry or eggs. Sure. But the trick I tell people is when they go grocery shopping, if what you're buying has five ingredients or less, it's probably a pretty good choice. And this is because. Foods listed on a nutrition label, the ingredients list specifically, those foods are listed by weight. And so the first ingredient is what that food is made mostly of. And then the list goes on. And so if it contains less than five ingredients, chances are it's not going to contain a lot of those preservatives and those scientific formulations that are hard to pronounce.
1: All right. Dr. Neil Malek, again, uh, his podcast is Optimal Health Daily, one of five in the optimal family. So go to OLDpodcast.com. And again, I listen every day, so I would highly, highly recommend it. Very valuable information. You know, five to eight minutes a day is all it takes you. Uh, Dr. Neil, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Likewise. Thank you so much, Brian.
0: And again, a big thanks to Brian Copeland and his producer Carolyn for having me back on his Motivation Monday show. You can listen to Brian on KGO Radio and also in the podcast app of your choice. Just search for Brian Copeland and it'll pop up. Don't forget, you can always listen live at kgoradio.com and find Brian online at his website, briancopeland.com. Now, if you wanna hear my previous appearances on his show, you can listen to episode 120 and episode 190. As promised, next week, I'll be back to answer your questions right here on the show. So if you wanna send one in, it's really easy to do so. Come by oldpodcast.com, look for the bar along the side of the page that says, ask a health question. If you click on that, you can record a message straight from your computer's microphone or from a phone if you use the app. You can do multiple takes, which is really great. It's really easy. Or you can do it the old fashioned way and call us. The number is 61 love ohd So either that or visit oldpodcast.com, send in your question and don't forget if you do so, you'll be in special raffles to win books from us. Before I sign off, I wanted to thank you again so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber to the show. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you on Monday as always where your optimal life awaits.